Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. Hi, babes. Hi. So. <laughs> Got any, any gas? any news, any updates? Well, <laughs> cue up, Destiny's Child Survivor. Oh, my Lord. Big news. I've had COVID. I no longer have COVID. <sighs> that's my news. Oh, my Lord. So now, eagle, eagle-eyed listeners, that's not a phrase. Um, But our listeners from last episode may have noticed that at times I was a little quiet in that episode, Mm -hmm. um, particularly during your Great British Bake Off, very extensive (laughs) and thorough description. And that was because I had COVID. Just to clarify, we were not recording in the same room, so it was all fine. But yes, I had COVID. Do you want to know my journey? (laughs) Yes, please. Okay. I got it. Tickly cough. Felt a bit bunged up, so mm-hmm. I thought I've got a cold. Yeah, um, didn't have a cold. Got tested. I was positive. I then lost my taste and smell. Mm. Just felt a bit tired. Felt it felt like I had a cold, but without having any actual like mucus in my head. Just very a bit disorientating. Like a dry cold. Exactly. <laughs> it's like what's this? Horrible. Um, and then it slowly got better, and my. Uh, taste and smell have come back. I feel good. I've been exercising and I've tested negative. So that was that. Well, good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you only had it in the the most manageable of forms. So that's good. Yeah. I also feel like I've really, I've really done 2020. I got it right, right at the end. <laughs> just ticked it off. Right under the move, wire. Exactly. <laughs> moving on. And so now I'm just, I'm, I'm going to do everything. Well, so I was going to say, so what's next? So you're going to go to Florida. I oh, assume. Yeah. Um, where else is it like? I'm going to go on a cruise. Yeah. A cruise um, from Florida. That would be good. I'm going to go on a cruise from Florida that has a pool party on it. Yeah. And a buffet. Oh, you could really, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, be crude, but you could really do some like dirty stuff now as well. There's a lot of like sex parties that are happening. There's that. And there's also just like, just, I don't know, just licking everything and anything. Yeah. Oh, and I mean that including like shopping trolleys, translation carts, yep, yep. just sharing drinks. So you just, you just maskless and running around Whole Foods 365 now just screaming at people saying that you're immune. Well, I know. I'm obviously being responsible. I'm wearing my mask and, you know, doing all the distancing and, ever, and everything. But I'm sort of doing that glint in my, my eye whenever yep. I see someone as if to say, it's okay. <laughs> I've got it. It's why well, I don't have it. Had it. It's fine. <laughs> How are you, babes? I am great, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm healthy, thriving. I'm fine. I actually have a little something for you. Uh-oh. Because basically it is essentially Christmas. It is. We are just days away from Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I bought you a little Christmas present. <gasps> okay, so just full disclosure, I did not have any wrapping paper. So what I've done is improvised. <laughs> and, I'm nervous, and, and I'm nervous <laughs> and excited about how you might have improvised. Well, I'm essentially... I mean, you can describe it, but this looks like a drugs. <laughs> looks like a now, brick of heroin. <laughs> it really does. Now, it's definitely a package that I could not open with my fingers. Like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. you need like a saw to get into it. Yeah, I, I, I had scissors. to. Uh, I basically had to use masking tape <laughs> as the wrapping paper. So the whole thing is just uh, masking tape, kind of wrapped around everything. So it does look like a brick of heroin. It reminds me like when I was a teenager and I decided to get a bit too like funky with my wrappings. Yeah. Oh, it's a book, listeners. It is a book. 
Oh, <laughs> now it's a paperback penguin book of Victoria Beckham's autobiography, Learning to Fly. I'm just going to read the quote from the Daily Mail on the front cover. <laughs> Extraordinary, compellingly honest, devastatingly frank, like a rummage through a close friend's private diary. <laughs> so I thought it would be kind of fun, perhaps in the new year, to just do, because Victoria Beckham is such a cornerstone of this podcast, I thought we could do kind of a little book review of Learning to Fly and just, you know, go back over it and talk about some of our favourite moments. I would love that. So Thank much so, so much that... She bought too. <laughs> I've got my own copy. Do you know what I've just remembered on the topic of gifts? We, in the You're Welcome America podcast studio, got sent a gift here. Now, this is from one of our listeners. I believe this is from angel investor Teddy O'Connor, who's really been with us from the beginning here in the podcast. It's, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. This is a Millennium Bug themed snow globe. (gasps) Whoa. I love what it says at the bottom. It's coming. (laughs) It's coming, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) That is amazing. It's basically a snow globe with a tiny little computer in it with all kind of bugs coming out of it. And instead of snowflakes, it's all zeros and ones. Well, no, what's coming out of it, there's a, there's a mouse, there's a, a floppy disk. I wonder if these, were, if these were meant to like, were sent to people to like, so they could get prepared. Because wasn't there a whole thing with like lots of businesses and stuff and yeah. companies where it's like, you've got to reprogram those letters so we can add another, another number in or something. Yeah, it was all about the, everything reaching zero. Exactly. <laughs> What's also lovely about this is that it really is clearly 20 years old because it's quite murky. (laughs) As far as snow globes go, it's definitely quite murky. I love it so much. Oh, thank you so much, Teddy. We'll get a picture of that for the Instagram. I'm popping on top of the Learning to Fly book. I mean, that is a very powerful combination right there. That's all of our favorite things in one little area. Beautiful. Now, we should say what this podcast is about. In every episode, we take a British topic, <laughs> we talk about it, we dissect it, we work out the US equivalent, and then we take a US topic and we do exactly the same work out the UK equivalent. Yep, 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 or just, yep, yep. you know, working on that special relationship, going pop culture between two cultures. That's what we normally do. This is obviously our Christmas episode. So yes. we're going to do one whole topic for it. We are going to do Little Mix, the girl group. Yep. There's been some big news with the group this week. And... When we get into it, you will see that they're actually a Christmas topic. So that's what we're going to be doing. But before we do that, we should get into some feedback. Yes. As ever, if you do want to get in touch, do give us a shout on our Instagram. You're welcome, America. And look, you know by now, we pretty much read, we pretty much read them all out. <laughs> yeah. So just get in touch. Okay, first of all, we have Return of EMC. This is about our Mariah Carey episode, which was the Mariah Carey book. She said, I was expecting a full-on scathing review of Great British Bake Off and Fraser. Perhaps America's softening his cold, cold heart. She also went to say the Debrat remix of Heartbreaker is my second favorite song in the whole world. Now, she doesn't <laughs> say what her favorite is. I know what her favorite What's is. What's her favorite? <laughs> Her favourite song of all time is Return of the Mac (laughs) by Mark Morrison. Wow. I've seen her request it in places you wouldn't imagine and from people you wouldn't imagine. I was once in a park in London with her and a, like, a group of people was having quite a, like, intense 
kind of rave style party just with like their sound system and she ambled over and somehow managed to get them to put Return of the Mac on. And they did? And they did. And Re- everyone in the park danced to it. Return of the Mac is one of those songs in the UK that actually everyone will play. Yeah. <laughs> um, she also goes on to say that the uh, Debrat remix of Heartbreaker reminds her of Fraser driving around her drunken arse around the country lanes of Norfolk after a night down Riverside. Such joy. Well, yes, I... <laughs> Translation. So basically, I was always the designated driver when we were oh. when we were kind of eighteen, nineteen, and hitting the clubs of Norwich. So I, my job would be to, weirdly enough, go and have a full night out and not drink, and then. Why were you the designated driver? This doesn't like because. knowing you in your twenties. <laughs> like well, this that's really why, doesn't that's seem why like I it. was so crazy in my twenties. Got it. No, basically, we all me, my friend Elisa, and my friend Siobhan, we lived the furthest away from Norwich, where we used to go out to the clubs. So everyone else could kind of get taxis home, but we lived so far away oh. that someone had to drive. It just so happened that both Elisa and Siobhan didn't have driving licenses. So Convenient. I, yeah, so I drove and they did not live close to me. We just all lived equally very far away from Norwich. So I would do like a 45 minute to an hour, like round trip, dropping them off at home and then arrive home sober and go to bed at like 3 a.m. There's, so, noth- there's nothing like driving around being the designated driver age 19 and everyone else in your car is wasted. Shout out to my friend, Neil, who once um, leaned through to the front of my Fiat Punto and grabbed the mirror and pulled it off drunkenly. Well, funny you say that because the very person who wrote that little Instagram comment, Elisa, she, from the backseat of my Citroen AX, Mm. leaned forward through the seats and was trying to change the music and almost caused me to crash us on a dual carriageway. So, yeah, Neil and Elisa. (laughs) Dual carriageway is a phrase I have not heard for a while. Thank you. Right. (laughs) What feedback have you got? So I have some rather bizarre feedback from my mother, from Laura York. She sent a voice note with a, just a... So I, uh, I actually asked her because I was like, she was telling me that she was listening to the podcast. And I said, oh, send me a voice note. Like, give me any thoughts, questions, mm-hmm. anything you wanted to like talk about. Mm-hmm. I think she misunderstood the assignment, but she misunderstood the assignment in like the nicest way possible. Oh, that's nice. So basically you're about to listen to like a minute long kind of waffling comment from my mum about how much she likes us. Oh, Are you ready? Nice. Hello, Fraser and Ben. I'd just like to say how much I like listening to your podcast. And I have to say that you've got better and better at it as time's gone on in terms of how it flows. Just you're so natural. That's what I think is just so good about it. You always make me smile, sometimes really laugh. And you do it so well, both of you together. So I want to say congratulations to you. And I look forward to... The next and the next and the next. Now, that, now that's nice. It sounds d- like we were both dead. Exactly. It's just reading a eulogy for us, but it's very I also, sweet. I also like how she said that we've got better and better, i.e. she's kind of saying, wasn't great at first, yeah. but now it's got more manageable. She wasn't a fan of the first few ones with our incredibly rife with audio problems. <laughs> what I will say is she called me after she sent that and I didn't understand what she was saying. She said... Oh yeah, well I just, she said, well I didn't know what to say because I didn't really understand, you know, some of the last episodes, you know, when you were talking about Lisa and Jason. And I was like, who? Lisa and Jason? Oh, Lisa and Johnny? She meant Lisa and Johnny. I said, who's, I said, who's Lisa and Jason? And she said, you know, Lisa, Lisa Scott Thomas. And I was like, mum, you're getting Kristen Scott Thomas from the English patient mixed up with Lisa Scott Lee. <laughs> so yeah, that's a little 
This is a little message from Laura. That from was Laura lovely. <laughs> I also appreciate hearing other people's parents and realizing it's not just my 84 year old dad who speaks very slowly. Yeah, you know? she, <laughs> she's a lot younger than 84. <laughs> she's, she's quite a spring chicken, but I don't, and I've never actually heard her talk that slowly before. I think it was the pressure of recording a voice note. It really slowed her down. <laughs> oh. She doesn't talk that slowly on the phone to me, I'll tell you. Laura York, I'm very excited about one day actually meeting you in person. No idea when or where that will be. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about that meeting. Why? I, no, no, no. The Your only... energy together, you and her, is quite a terrifying oh, really? combination. Yeah. The, no, no, no. The only meeting that we don't, that we're concerned about our brothers meeting oh yeah well we're gonna do our special where we get them on right the brothers special the brothers special or, no wasn't it gonna be the heterosexual special <laughs> where we just get them to to give their take on stuff <laughs> yeah we're gonna hear about what, football Ava- avatar avatar oh yeah that was it. it was avatar oh yeah so it's when avatar gets released we're gonna have the world's biggest fan of avatar so it was your brother my brother and michael's brother right yeah three three straight people that we uh, messaged three straight men we messaged um, asking if they were interested in the Avatar sequels. Turns out they begrudgingly all are. Resounding yes yeah. from all of our three straight brothers. Okay, we have had an email. Hey, if you want to give us an email, our email is yourwelcomeamericapodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget the, the your is you are. You, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, this is from Black Lace. Um, <laughs> well, let- We'll get there. Yeah, let's try. She says, as Fraser well knows, I'm a fully-fledged member of the Lamely, and your review of Mariah's memoir was all I hoped for and more. Now, she says, I saw Mariah's show in London last year for the Caution Tour. Caution she's done in capital letters. Appreciate that. (laughs) She did a Justice for Glitter set, which included Never Too Far Away. So we'd be (gasps) delighted to know she does, in fact, perform that song live. We have to check out a video of that. Yeah, I need to hear that that live vocal of that last note. Also, Ree Shirley Bassey. A guy oh. in my drama class at school pointed out to me that if you listen to Shirley Bassey singing the words Goldfinger, Big Spender, and Diamonds Are Forever, they're all sung on the same note and sound the same. That really blew my mind. Wow. Goldfinger, Big Spender, Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> kind of the same. <laughs> That's a classic Black Lace observation and story. We, we, now, we have discussed Black Lace, a.k.a. One Piece, a.k.a. Caroline before. Yes, it's my friend Caroline. We all went to Vegas together for my 30th birthday. Her nickname, Black Lace, was born from that because she wore a Black Lace dress. And she also wore a One Piece <laughs> bathing suit slash swimming costume. So for the rest of the time, she's also just been known as Black Lace or One Piece yeah. to us. And that was the trip she went to see Celine Dion by herself. <laughs> it was indeed. She <laughs> went to the Grand Canyon by herself and saw Celine Dion by herself. But I love that. All in the same day. <laughs> but I love that. She's like, she's. we've all gone like a big trip for your birthday. And she's like, while we're here, I'm going to do two things that I want to what do. What did we do that day and that night? I can't remember. Nothing. <laughs> what did we do? I have no idea. That whole trip is is all very patchy. Okay, any more feedback? Yeah, I just got... This is just a, a, a missive from the, the darkness. I got a text from our friends, uh, George and Andrew. They've been hitting up this British shop in Eagle Rock and buying kind mm-hmm. of snacks and things. So George has been trying some... Sampling some English, British kind of treats. Mm-hmm. So, and he originally tried Twiglets and said they were disgusting. Um, and then... True. So, so You're right. He, um, so we received a picture of... George holding a, what I think is like a yard of Jaffa cakes. It was yeah. all sold by the yard, wasn't it? A yard, big... a yard's a real thing. You might get like a yard of dairy milk at Christmas. Yeah. Fun fact, I once left a yard of dairy milk on a train. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, that's upsetting. Oh, I also at Christmas time once left um, a cooler with some champagne and some smoked salmon in it on a bus. 
Well, you've I... just been leaving treats for people all around public transport. Well, I probably got blown up. They probably thought it was a bomb. <laughs> a controlled explosion <laughs> of smoked salmon and champagne. That would be the way that I roll if I were a terrorist, which I am not. <laughs> just to clarify. So I asked George to send a very quick review of Jaffa Cakes because he's mm-hmm. never tried them before. And his response is, well, I like them better than Twiglets. And he says, I'm definitely enjoying the many chocolate and orange combinations you have. That's not really a common combination here, but it all works. And he said, I give them three out of four welcomes. Because she, three or four welcomes. Because um, he also had been eating Terry's chocolate orange. Yes, Terry's chocolate orange is also featured because he made the mistake of buying, as a surprise for Andrew, Terry's chocolate orange bars instead of buying the actual orange. And we all like laughed in his face. <laughs> what a fool. A bar. A bar of Terry's chocolate orange, you no, fool. I want to tap and unwrap. <laughs> Also, you can never tap those things. You have to like hammer it down on a hard Smash surface. Smash them and then... Was it us talking about eating the core the other day? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan of the core. It feels like a bit middle of a flake. Terry's chocolate orange, a real a real uh, stocking filler. Yes. A real thing you might just shove at the bottom yeah. of the stocking. Yeah, and filler is spelled F-I-L-L-A. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That is our feedback. Let's do this. And we are back. Okay. It is Christmas time and we are going to do our festive topic, which curiously is Little Mix. We're doing yes. a whole special Little Mix now. All our listeners will most likely know, well, many of you will know that a member of Little Mix, Jesse Nelson, left the group this week. Yep. So we wanted to honor that and do a whole special about Little Mix. We'll get to her departure in a little bit. But Fraser, you're going to kick us off with the early years. Then I'm going to do the later years. Okay. You get it going, babes. So as people say, you know, much like how Die Hard is a Christmas film, (laughs) Little Mix is a Christmas topic. Yep, that's true. (laughs) Christmas group. So I'd like you to cast your mind back to 2011. No. One, of, one of those years I don't remember. I remember 2010, remember 2012, don't remember 2011. Yeah, well, 2011 was all about, I guess we were just getting excited about the next year with the Olympics and the Queen's Jubilee and the mm. flotilla. <laughs> Never forget that bloody flotilla got rained off. Anyway. <laughs> so yes, cast your mind back to 2011 to the eighth series of The X Factor. So we obviously, I'm not going to go through the whole kind of bullshit to do with X Factor Series 8, but I do want to just talk to you about it and name some names okay so most importantly the judging panel for this uh series of x factor was gary barlow and louis walsh <laughs> mm-hmm. and then more importantly kelly Rowland and talisa yeah iconic combination it's great this was also the iconic series that kelly Rowland called in sick remember that oh and then she skyped in for one week she, and then alexander yeah. burke came in i mean we've covered yeah, this yeah, yeah. We've okay. covered com. This. but basically that's that's our lineup of judges uh, i just want to also just remind you about some of the other contestants from this series because much like you know when one direction were on x factor it's kind of hard to remember anything else now we've definitely talked about this series of x factor before because i'm now just looking at some names and it's blowing my mind but mm-hmm. you know remember the, the group two shoes <laughs> Mm-hmm. Two shoes, Johnny Robinson. Oh yeah. We recently received no. a picture of our friend uh, with Johnny Robinson, mm-hmm. Andrew Westwood, <laughs> Andrew. Johnny Robinson, that that classic duo. Yeah, and then you know this this was the series of Frankie Cocosa. Oh yeah. Uh, Kitty Brucknell, iconic Britney Spears impersonator, and Lady Gaga hugger That's Kitty right. Brucknell. Remember when she Lady Gaga like stage dived, not stage dived, stage. Stage, stage, dove. stage invaded during Kitty Brocknell's yep. performance and gave her a hug. 
then you know we've got your Craig Colton, your Janet Devlin, Misha B, Amelia Lilly came third. Amelia oh, you Lilly. bring the joy. Oh, you bring the pain. Love Amelia Lilly. Lilly. Love Amelia great. Lilly. That's a great season. Yeah. But and, most importantly, uh, well, runner-up was Marcus Collins. Whatever. And most importantly, the winners were Little Mix. Now this is important because this is the first year that a group won. Yes. Oh no, wait. JLS. No, JLS no, no. didn't win. They didn't win. One Direction and JLS famously did not win. This is the first group to win in X Factor history. Um, history. This history. is British history you're listening to right now. Listeners. So much like One Direction, Little Mix were formed. The judges broke up two other groups that were like all in the early stages of the show and like wedged them together and made them Little Mix. Originally, they were called Rhythmics. They sure were. And they had to change their name halfway through the season because they found out it was a, a youth charity in Brighton. <laughs> It's a little fact I discovered today. I forgot why they had to change it. And basically, you know, I won't go into every single detail of them on The X Factor, but they basically started off like doing okay. They were doing fine. They were put together. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Their their leader, their judge, their mentor was Talisa. Yeah. Very important to know that their mentor yeah. was Talisa. And uh, so basically, you know, they were, people liked them. They were like, oh, they're fun. They're cute. Whatever. And obviously famously groups never used to do that well. Uh, female, like girl groups never used to do well on X Factor, you know, case in point. Hope. Remember Hope? No. But actually Little Mix kind of broke the mold in the sense that they were doing fair to like, okay to start with. And they really picked up momentum for a couple of iconic performances. Yeah. Much much like Alexandra Burke with her Candyman when performance. Candy, exactly, when Candyman what? turned it around. <laughs> so basically it was movie week was the first thing that turned it around for them. What do they do? From the iconic movie Set It Off, question mark, mm-hmm. they performed on Vogue's Don't Let Go. Oh. What's it gonna be? Because <laughs> I can't pretend no. Now that really suits their voices. Yeah. There's a lot of blasting. Yeah, I was going to say, that's <laughs> an important point for anyone that doesn't know anything about Little Mix. Everyone does. Is that they're, they've got a, a great kind of, a couple of real foghorns in the group that suit a song like <laughs> Don't Let Go by On Vogue. And that was like a big turning point for them because they were, do you remember they came out and they were like all in like tuxes? Do you remember like, oh. kind of like spangly, spangly tuxes? Much, I, much like, is it a bit like when the Spice Girls were um, promoting Spice World? I wore the, the pinstripe suits. <laughs> and Jerry had a cigar, I think. Yes. So that was that was a huge turning point for them. It was that song. And then I think it was also, was it Halloween there Week? There was a Halloween week where they all had terrifying, like, they, doll makeup. Yes. But they did a fun song. What it was, was it? E.T. by Katy Perry. Oh, and it was quite a surprising yeah. version of it. They were all they were all dressed as, like, scary puppets. And they were all kind mm-hmm. of, like, doing kind of marionette movements. And they So it was E.T. and Don't Let Go was what turned it around for them. So they started getting really, really, like, a lot of kind of momentum behind them. And it then caused them to... Sorry, I just got really carried away thinking about how in the final of X Factor, it became the norm to duet with your judge that you got stuck with. Bring another foghorn voice in. Yeah. That's Talisa. Exactly. To, you know, reference another iconic performance where Nicole Scherzinger and Jarmaine had to sing together and his microphone broke. So they screamed together into one microphone. So basically... In the final, uh, Little Mix and, yeah, they got together with another foghorn and they performed uh, If I Ain't Got You slash Empire State of Mind. So like an Alicia Keys mashup. Well, well, Talisa obviously brought in that kind of urban flavor, didn't she? For, you know. Yes, the famously urban flavor of Talisa, the Greek girl from Camden. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says urban more than a Greek Greek person of Greek descent who lived in Camden. Anyway... (laughs) Well, they, well, they won. They, and they, they won the X Factor, most importantly. Now, crucially, the song, the, originally oh. back in the day, 
they're the X Factor winners are given a song to sing. It does really well and it goes to Christmas number one. That is why they're Christmas yes. topic. Do not come for us. Yes. They're Christmas topic. And in the early days of Pop Idol and X Factor, you would get these iconic winners songs which have gone down in history. We're talking That's My Goal. I'm not here to say I'm sorry. I'm not here to lie to you. We're talking with Shane Ward. What was Michelle McManus's one? But so, big soppy ballads. But then, this yeah. is, their winner's song was a big soppy ballad, thank you yeah. very much. So the thing about X Factor is that, yeah, the winner's song is chosen uh, prior to the final. So the finalists all sing it. And it was a cover oh. of Cannonball by Damien Rice. Well, what's so... Okay, here's the thing. Little Mix won the show. They sang the song. They foghorned it. They got to number one. Great. It was... It was just... It's, look, it's fine now because they've gone to be very successful. But it was annoying because... That's not what they were about. They yeah. were about singing E.T. or like a really cool yeah, big they, song. They, actually they weren't singing some, about Cannonball by yeah, Damien Rice. They bought like some some actual fun and some actual like real pop music to X Factor rather than just the usual bullshit. So they, they were really fucked over by having to do Cannonball. I do have a pitch for you. Um, I do think that in all tours now, they should sing Cannonball. They should start off... And like, you know, really throw it back to their first number one and like start singing it slowly. And then it should do like a big like remix breakdown and do like a really cool remix like touch version of okay. um, Cannonball. I okay. think that could work. Well, let's pitch it to them. Okay. So that was obviously end of 2011. Then in true X Factor style, they had to wait a whole year to work on their first album and then come back to X Factor to perform their next, like their mm-hmm. real first single. To launch it. Their first album was called DNA and... Uh, we're not going to go through every single track because I was sent a very terse text this morning saying we will not be going through this track by track. But it is important to talk about their first song, a first real song, which is Wings. Now, Wings, how do you feel about this? <laughs> well, as you know, before we... <laughs> I was already doing my favourite. I just need everyone to know, any time the drama voice slash foghorn <laughs> Perry has got a part in a Little Mix song, that will get stuck in my head and I will sing it in that same voice I've been doing. So I just need to get it out of the way. Your words don't mean a thing. I'm not listening. So, so I, I just think of the, the intro. <laughs> No, it's not like dum 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 dum. Mama told yes. me. No, it literally goes. Ba da ba ba ba. Boo 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 boo. Mama told me. It's so yeah. happy, slappy, clap the knee. Yes, it's a little. It, it is quite hokey cokey. It's very hokey cokey. And actually, when I was doing my research or listening to things again, their songs really fall into two categories: like amazing, super fun pop. Hokey cokey fun pop. Yeah, this is super hokey cokey. So this, this falls into the hokey cokey pop. But actually, I think as a when you look back at the video and watching them perform this when they first came out, it was the perfect song to suit their first single because it's like super fun energy. It's very young. It's very you can imagine it really appealing to kind of tween age people who were like their main base when they first came out. Yeah, they're all like wearing like funky like braces, as in 
suspenders is that what they call them in this country who knows but you know like someone's wearing like jeans and some braces another person's like oh like a fun dress it's like very like a, kind of a streak of color in the hair yes they had like a actually if you look at their styling in the kind of dna era it's quite wild Do they all look like brat dolls yeah they all look like they've just kind of rolled into 10 different piles of clothes much like in the brats movie i don't know if you've seen that they wear a lot of clothes in the brats movies as in one individual person is wearing like a skirt over a pair of trousers with like a dress over the top and like I don't, there's just a lot of clothes layers. In it. very, yeah so many layering. layers yeah so that was their first single it went to number one it went to number one well I mean it was their first official single yes first yeah. official single it went to number one it did really well you know there's other songs on the album I think the main the most important song to be released from the DNA album is the song DNA Now, I always describe this as their sale be there. Yes. Because they brought out Wings. It did really well. I'm like, okay, this is fun. Not really into it. And like then a bit D- annoying, like wannabe. Exactly. Then DNA came out and I was like, what? Yeah, DNA is fucking insane. <laughs> it's so fun. There's so many noises of like medical machines going off the charts. Yeah, there's heart monitors. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's at one point there's a full, almost a full orchestral, no, a full like choir breakdown. Oh. <laughs> It's also, is this, what year are we in now? Uh, 2012. Are we, so the, year of the, the year of the uh, Jubilee and the Olympics. And the oh, Flotilla. Flotilla. Um, but it's also dubstep time, isn't it? Yes, I think we Because this, this song's pretty dubstep in parts, isn't it? No, this song's very, like, gothic. Oh, that's true. It's very gothic. The video was, like, a ripoff of Sin City, so it was all, like, black and white and, and kind of almost comic book-like. And it was just very, just very, like... A dram- this song is very dramatic. It feels like the first song was all fun and colorful. Then we're go- then they were like, we're going to yeah. show a dark side. Son of DNA, the I love DNA. It's still Me a very too. good song. It's actually a very good song to run to because even though it's not, it seems like a ballad. It's very like there's a lot happening. Mm-hmm. It really like pushes you. So yeah, DNA. This whole album had like some other things on it. This ballad that they released that no one cares about. This that song Missy Elliott. Blah 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 blah. So. They, in then 2013, you know, disappeared for a little bit to work on their next album. And their album, next album was called Salute. Oh, I forgot about this album. This has got some great songs on yeah. it. Yeah. So I want to talk about, speaking of songs with, <laughs> thinking of unexpected noises and song structures, the first song is one of my favorite little mix songs that I don't think people even really talk about anymore. It's kind of got forgotten. Move. Oh, what a bonkers song lots of yeah strange like clicking noises lots of like water droplet noise yeah it's just a very strange song a very strange structure this song doesn't make any sense yeah there's no choruses and no verses it's a little bit like kind of got a girls aloud like xenomania vibe in terms of in a Not laboratory, sound, just, yeah. people have put together lots of different yeah. sounds from different things and shoved them together. Yeah. Twelve different songs, like Frankenstein, stitched together, and it works in a way that it has no right to. Yeah. But I, I love Move. I think it's really. In fact, <laughs> to do my Perry, nearly every song that I mention is going to have to have my shout out to Perry moment. <laughs> she literally goes. <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> standing up by the She literally just goes, hey! she screams through it and say, I love Move. Move has got some real, uh, just. I, l- I like this um, song as well because it was a bit cooler. Yes. Like they were, their clothes were like 
they were wearing like black clothes and everything yeah. was a bit darker and cooler and choreography really started to come in. Yeah, they started, it felt like they really started to hit their stride when they released Move or they started to understand and it, all the stuff before that, that last album, it could have been anyone and they just were good at doing what they were given. Yeah. This felt like they got a chance to like actually be a part of it and have some decisions. And actually just in general, to me, they feel, and from what I've heard them say a lot despite being a girl band from X Factor, from a TV show, they've had a lot of control over what songs they do and writing and outfits and everything that although, a lot of girl groups traditionally didn't have. Although I don't think in the early, early days, because Jade said that they just, they were so eager to succeed and do well. Like when they were, for example, when they got their makeovers in X Factor, they are like, yeah, sure, oh, we'll yeah. do it. I'll wear whatever. But I <laughs> yeah. feel like this was a bit of a, they were yeah. starting to work out who they were. And yeah. So they were yeah. going for it. It's very particular, happened. like kind of writing writing team that kind of worked on this. And basically, salute it really only had move and the actual song salute, it's a which good is song. a great song. It's very, it's quite Destiny's Child. I yes, think salute definitely. There was a couple of uh, other mistakes on there, and we won't go into that. But actually, salute didn't have that many kind of singles on it. But it just felt like move and salute as a song were very important and actually there's some really good album tracks on that album move and move got to number one i think and no move got to number three. Oh, sorry yeah uh-oh that's all well and good we're now actually we're we're whipping by through the years and mm. we're actually now in 2015 now this is an important year <laughs> so speaking of <laughs> speaking of hokey and cokey so we, we, you know, we had Move and Salute, which definitely fell into the cool little mix pile. Yeah. So it was about time they were like, we need to send that needle back towards Hokey Cokey. And traditionally, <laughs> uh, people do, may or may not this, know this about mine and Ben's taste in music, but my taste, you know, I embrace, I like the cool stuff, but I also very much embrace the Hokey Cokey. Ben, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What song am I referring to now if we're getting real Hokey Cokey? All the girls in the bunk, 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 He has a lover. I do enjoy this song and yeah. I appreciate the fact that, well, there's a couple of important things about this song. Yeah. One, for them, career wise, this song was really pushed in America. So they were starting to really kind of launch in America. Yeah. And they did a lot of performances of this. Also, this song came out just before I moved to America. So it reminds me of that whole right. period of time. And in fact, my last night out in London before I moved was the Saturday night. And the, the Monday I was flying, the Saturday night, so this would be June 20th, 2015, went to Sink the Pink. Yes. Were you there? Yes. And we saw yes, Little Mix. We did. Little Mix did a PA <laughs> yeah. and they performed and it was super fun. We actually, do you remember that night we like said goodbye on the dance floor, like very dramatic because you were like, I'm moving to America and we like hugged goodbye. And we well, like, also, you, you, you made that sound so dramatic, like I revealed to you on the dance floor that I was moving to America. No, like just, we're all there because I felt, was moving. It was like very, it was very like artistic moment. It was like this kind of fun glittery night and you were like, I'm going, goodbye. Bye. Like goodbye, bro. Oh my god, five years on, we're still talking about the same old shit. 
<laughs> yeah, literally, nothing has fucking I'm changed. Just, I'm just in a different location. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I, I, I love Black Magic. It's such a fun song. It's so shit. It's, it's like a, it's almost, it's kind of a Halloween song, which is yeah. a very rare. It's a, a rare thing in the canon of pop music to be technically a Halloween song, That's but not true. be released for that purpose. I, in fact, I wish they. I know the video was based on the movie The Craft, but <laughs> yes, I, it was. Actually, I wish they pushed it more as a Halloween song or released it around Halloween, yeah. so that actually. It, every year it could come back yeah. to Halloween a bit more because I don't actually, think people make that connection that much no it would be a great it would be a, a, a great song choice for Halloween week on X Factor oh, actually it, yeah. really, it really would uh, yes and the video as you said the video was great because it was a very Americanized video and they filmed it like the craft including that that gif I sent you earlier of Perry doing the hair change moment yeah. from uh, that Sarah does in the craft I love that fun fact I found a whole YouTube compilation of Jesse talking about not liking this song. Like, oh yeah, this is well. I think this is one of those. It's like a. Was it, when I was, you were texting about Demi Lovato saying how she hates "Give Your Heart a Break." Yeah, there's like every every person, every artist has that song that they kind of secretly hate. Yeah. It? What was the Girls Aloud one? They all hated Love Machine, but they've kind of embraced it. Well, they all hated Love Machine, then it went to number one, so that they decided to like it. <laughs> Fine. So yeah, so that so that was the first song, and then their their follow up single. Love Me Like You was... Oh, I hate this song. So, this song's a little, a little hard to swallow. It's kind of like Ugh. 50s. It's like a 50s inspired song and the video was 50s. And then I've got it this prom. memory... It was a prom yeah. or something, wasn't it? And I've got this memory of my friend Ollie, listener to the podcast Ollie, uh, straight straight Ollie who has a, a wonderful affinity for pop music. Mm. Straight he, Ollie with a penchant for pop. Yes. He's, he's like got a great sense. He's got a great taste in music for a straight man. It's quite astounding. Oh, well done. But... Oh, definitely, I'm gonna fuck this up because I can't remember. But he got very angry about this song because he said that they it's like a ripoff of a Beatles song. So now, <laughs> so since he since someone since he told me that, I now support this song because I believe that anything else comes over the Beatles. Well, we so, are against the Beatles in this podcast. Exactly. We so, are Team Yoko. Exactly. So now I love like Love Me Like You because it's better than the uh, the ripoff version that the Beatles did. Okay, that was a real deep dive into your mind. <laughs> we, we went through many trap doors and it was yeah. a maze and we got back yeah. somewhere. We either got to the center of the maze or we got out. Don't yeah, know. there was like a door that was marked incredibly contrary and I just opened that and, <laughs> yeah. and walked out. Uh, just, you know, honorable mention on this album to uh, a song from my Poor Me playlist called Secret love song featuring jason derulo that oh, you this hate this is a horrible song <laughs> they, they also love singing this song live yeah can't handle it it has a it has a, a real caterwauling note in it a secret love song it has like a a sustained caterwauling note that i think maybe jesse does it and I, um yeah because i'm yours i'm yours does this album have nothing else matters because i love that that song i think nothing else matters is Glory is, Days, isn't it? This is this is the album called Get Weird. <laughs> Awful that. title. I hate that it. album name. Awful title. Get Weird, guys. Because it's got that song Weird People on it, which is awful. Like, we're, we're weird, goofy. Weird. <laughs> the final song that was released from Get Weird and the final bit from my segment was Hair featuring Sean Paul. How'd you feel about that song? I wish I liked this song more because I love the idea of Little Mix. Up my hair. I love the idea of Little Mix doing a song with Sean Paul, much like the Saturdays "What About Us" with yeah. Sean Paul, like which is an amazing song. So I find this song. I want to like it, but I don't quite like it. Well, you know how I love little noises and beeps and boops in songs. Mm -hmm. There's a there's like a, a little ding noise in hair that I'm obsessed with. So it's like leading up to the chorus. It'll be like. Da -da 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 -da. Someone's got a triang yeah, triangle. Yeah, it's a full little triangle, like symbol. Ding! 
and it's just peppered throughout the song and once you notice it you'll never be able to hear anything else and i will have ruined the song hair for you well thank you for that <laughs> okay before that's kind of the end of my historical moment before i we take a break and i hand it over to you i just want to read you one little segment from the, the part, thing on wikipedia about kind of promo things that like they've endorsements endorsements and promotions this one is a trigger warning for uh call listener charlie in May 2012, Little Mix launched a Union flag-themed pack of M&Ms and performed at the M&Ms World Store in London. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Charlie, core listener Charlie could probably hear it through the floor because her office was above the M&Ms <laughs> store, wasn't it? Yeah, they also uh, have launched a Schwarzkopf hair dye collection in a music video, which I think is quite astounding. There's, there's actually five billion things in there, but I just wanted to make that shout out to Core Listener Charlie and Eminem World in London. Lovely. Okay, when we come back, I will be delving into 2016 and onwards of Little Mix and our Little Mix special. <laughs> So I finished us at the end of the Get Weird album. So I'll pass over to Ben. What do you got, babe? Okay, Little Mix. It's 2016. Did anything big, big happen in the world in 2016? I don't think so. Not that I can think no, of. No, nothing. Okay, so we are entering the <laughs> Glory Days era. Just before we do, um, I noticed that they performed at the V Festival. Oh. The V Festival, which I always think of kind of like the Diet Coke of festivals. Oh, yeah. As in, if I had to go to a festival, I would go to that yeah. one because it's like... Go for the day. Yeah. Just nice and easy. Go for the day. Like, oh, God. It's like... And everyone's like, oh, God, it's so inauthentic because it's like all so sanitized and corporate. Great. Great. Perfect. Much like the criticism of Coachella. And I loved it for that reason. <laughs> also, uh, post-COVID, everyone, yeah. I'm not staying in a muddy field and like sharing um, a can of lager. No, Thank you very it. much. Give me that hand sanitizer in the way and I'll go before the, the last song. <laughs> right. It's 2016. They were about to release their Glory Days album. Now, this really is the Glory Days era for them. This is yeah. ultimately, this is their peak yes, that we're about to get into. 100%. And I think I watched an interview with them even this year in 2020. And even they are like, oh yeah, Glory Days. Was, <laughs> everything was very big. So... <laughs> In October 2016, they released a song called Shout Out to My Ex. This is a shout out to my ex. <laughs> so, I would say... That, well, this song was a big deal for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's about Zane. Yeah. It's from Zane one, from One Direction. So Perry and Zane were going out and they split up in March 2015. And they then just going out, they were engaged. Oh, they were engaged. Yeah. Oh, wait, and Zane also got a tattoo of her. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they split up. Then they released this song the year after and it was a super big deal perry kicks off the song so it's very pointed in fact some of the lyrics i was reading as well i hope she getting better sex hope she ain't faking it like i did babe took four long years to call it quits forget that boy i'm over it like it is yeah. it is all and they, they meant she meant they mentioned tattoos and everything anyway this song was a big deal this is actually probably their biggest song yeah and i was looking on spotify it's the most played song on spotify 475 million plays it really took them to another level how do you feel about this song <laughs> i don't seek this song out because i feel like it was very overdone and it was quite irritating but i if it comes on 
I don't turn it off. I like it. Mm, okay. It's fun. It's got, it's got a, I, I like the structure. I like the kind of doom, 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 all the plinky plonky kind of bit. And then it, it's got a fun, a fun chorus. A rollicking it's, chorus. It's very like anthem, anthemic. It is, is very anthemic. It's too kind of chanty for me, like too, like a big crowd. Like all, I, it, it doesn't, it's not for me. And I can't remember, there was a, another song that at the time people were like, this is exactly like, it was like a song by the Veronicas or someone. Right. That everyone said they ripped off. Veronicas. Anyway. This song uh, got to number one. The music. I'm going to pitch you the music video. The entire concept for the music video was convertible in the desert. Yes. That was it. <laughs> so the song got to number one. And then uh, in December that year, December 2016, uh, the album came out. That was number one for weeks. They were on a high. But talking of highs, we're going to get to my personal high because along came a single called Touch. Which you and I, nobody else. This, this is this is their all fired up. Yeah. This is their prom- the promise. Yep. It only got to number four in the charts, but for me, this is the best. Well, song. for if you're a homosexual, yes, this song is is their biggest song. Much like homosexuals recognize that Ariana Grande's best song is "Into You." Yeah. This uh, this song touch is Little Mix's best song. Loved their the music video. Yeah. We're out of that dusty convertible in the desert. We're now in a CGI colorful maze. Yeah. Crucially, the choreography really took it up a notch in this. And it was done by, um, at the time, she was an up-and-coming choreographer, Paris Goebel. Yeah. Who's now, like, the biggest choreographer in the world and did uh, Level Up and did J-Lo this year and yep. does the Fenty Fashion Show. And it's phenomenal. Love the acoustic version of this song. Have you ever heard that? I haven't. I'm not... Uh, I'm. It's very, like... It's if I ever have children, which I will not, to get them to sleep, I would just put on the acoustic version of Touch. <laughs> oh, no, I like the idea of you learning it on a guitar and you playing it for them as they sleep. Are you and I and nobody else? But, they, but what was really fun is a lot of the performances, they started off with the acoustic version. And then right. it'd be like, you know how, again, how I love weird noises in songs. I tried to do it just a minute ago, but it... This has one of my favorite weird noises in it. So, especially at the beginning, it goes, You and I and nobody else. And it goes, Oh, yeah, that's right. It I don't know what, like, what instrument that is, how you describe it. It's literally, sounds like someone's, I almost describe it as someone like throttling a goldfish. <laughs> yes, it's a little bit underwater. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the choreography for this, there's that amazing bit at the end of the video where they're on the floor, kind of doing that kind of up and down shoulder thing and they sort of look like dogs that are they don't look they don't look like dogs they're all gorgeous and do not compare little mix to dogs but it's that movement dogs make when they're sort of rubbing their their butts in the floor yes you know yes, what I mean? yes yes the scooting around scooting around yes. thank you thank you i got there and i went to some dangerous territory for me this is just phenomenal now meanwhile they were setting the world alight off the, the back of the last album they were on the ariana grande tour so they're oh, yeah. really like pushing things up, they were getting going, and they had to actually fly back. I watched a video about this recently, like a, a video diary they did. They had to fly back in the middle of that tour and perform at the Brits and the Brit Awards, which is the UK's version of the Grammys, and they performed a giant <laughs> version of Shout to My Ex. Now, it was great because I saw a video where the music wasn't right. So they couldn't rehearse, they only had a day to rehearse. And there's a great like Skype they're doing with the choreographer 
Beth? Do you, have you met? Yeah, that? I can't remember her name. Beth. I can't remember either. But she she did like everyone. She was the girls loud person. Yeah, she for like did. Forever she did Cheryl's fight for yeah. the slum and everything. And she's playing the music to them for the first time. The remix, and they're like, "It's wrong. The music's wrong." And Beth's like, "Okay, well, we'll have to change it and redo all the all the choreography." <laughs> so their performance was a huge performance on. Um, the Brit Awards. It's a very big deal. They're all dressed in silver and they're sort of all brought in like goddesses. It's very, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about using the, the term tribal. There's a lot of tribal <laughs> chants and things going on. It's a big performance. Again, don't love that song, but fine, whatever. But in, crucially that night they won their first Brit Award and that was for best British song for Shout Out to My Ex. <laughs> and I think that was the night they later on another Brit Award, but there's a the really good videos where they're all getting interviewed backstage after winning the Brit, and Jessie's really drunk, and she's just like, "I don't care, we won. Oh, I'm having another drink," and they're all like, "Oh, Jessie, what you like?" It's very fun. So also off that album, we had some a couple of other tracks. We had uh, no more sad songs, which I would describe as low key fun. It does feature Machine Gun Kelly. I- People, not not the like, al- not people, the album version. Not that, people like him. I don't understand why or how. I'm very confused. I feel like he's a white rapper who's kind of duped everyone. I I agree, and I don't like his name. It sound, it make, I mean, maybe that makes me sound like an old grandma, but I don't like someone we called Machine Gun. That's it's very true. aggressive. It's horrible. Once saw him in a flight. Oh really? Yeah, he was traveling in first. I wasn't. <laughs> So they had that song, low key fun, fine. Yeah. The video is pretty fun because they're all. It's very cowboy. Bar. Yes, it, it's very. It feels very reminiscent of George and Andrew's stag party at Oil Can Harry's or whatever Tin it's called. Tin Cup Ginny's. Tin Cup. Uh, That's right. Freddy's or whatever. There's a lot of, it was. lot of chap leather chaps going on. Yeah. That's fun. And then they also released Power, which is such a great running song. Yes. It is a ridiculous song. I would say that Power is the essence of group member Jesse Nelson. Yes, definitely. It also has those, like, the inexplicable end of that song where she just goes, motor, bike, 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 And I don't understand. still don't understand why that's in there. It's still in my running playlist, though. I like the album version, not the version with Stormzy, though. I prefer the non-Stormzy version. Oh, okay. I feel his presence slows it down because that song is so, like, kind of relentless and to stop and like hear a rap section it doesn't it but kind of messes with the flow that song's mysterious though because in your head when you think of it you think oh that's a really fast upbeat song it's actually a bit of a mid-tempo song yes actually you're right it's kind of more of like a plod plod but very strong but very forceful yeah it's like getting hit really hard but really slowly <laughs> yes. repeatedly yes you're so right being hit with like a closed fist but in the style of a slap like coming very slow like, yes poof. <laughs> love that song okay we're gonna move to 2018 uh-oh now just before they released a new a new album um they went on their tour which was called the summer hits tour <laughs> lovely i love i love the idea of them just like do you know what girls let's go and tour this summer just do the summer hits we'll do it we'll just do the summer hits it'll be a road show we'll wear some tropical clothes yeah we'll do summer love by steps <laughs> long hot summer obviously guys like very important song obviously. we talk about all the time <laughs> we'll also do summer loving from greece and one of us will dress up as uh, danny zuko yep um, but i love the idea of them on stage and uh, like shouting out to like the audience y'all let me a good summer holiday yeah <laughs> don't forget to don't get burned wear your sunscreen have you ever seen them live i haven't uh we both saw them live together oh yeah we just talked about that yeah i forgot about that i guess maybe because that was like a club uh, a strange club night thing. it was like they did five songs yeah. or something what song were they releasing at the time was it black magic it was black magic which is a very fun song live. Yeah. 
I do regret that I haven't seen them live in a big tour yes. with Jesse. Yes, that, I think that's what I was. Yeah, that's what I meant. As like, it's weird that I've never seen like a stadium tour of theirs. Yeah, it's because it's because we live here. Yeah. Anyway, I spent all my money on Taylor Swift. So, you know, they were coming off a high of glory days. They were huge in the UK. They were getting pretty big in the US, and they were like, okay, we're gonna do it. So they released "Woman Like Me" with Nicki Minaj. Now, they obviously thought. They wouldn't have got Nicki in a song unless they were big, okay? Unless the group were big. I understand why they did it at the time in particular. Mm. Nicki Minaj, very international. They want yeah. to get both markets. Nicki would be very expensive to get on that song. Yeah. Fine. Not a great song. I think the issue I have with Women Like Me is it's a, a, like a duet with Nicki or like featuring Nicki. And I think, unfortunately, I feel like around this time is when Side to Side came out with Ariana and Nikki. Oh. And I feel like the songs aren't actually that dissimilar, but Side to Side is better. Oh, you're, that's such a good point. So my that my problem with with this song is that it, it, it paled in comparison to Side to Side. I think that's very fair. It, I mean, the song did well. It got number two in the, the UK. A- again, looking at Spotify and YouTube, it's a big deal, but it just, it, mm, I felt like there was a dip here. Yeah. Also at this time, crucially, they split from Simon Cowell's record label mm. just after release. Psycho. Uh, psycho. Love the fact it's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the next year, in 2019, they won uh, the British Award for Best British Video for Women Like Me. Sure, fine, whatever. Mm. Also, winning winning an award for Best British Video is a bit shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, sweet. I'll take it. Yeah, we, yeah, obviously when we win Best British Video, we're not going to say this is shit. <laughs> yeah. but uh, Where's Best International Video? <laughs> they also released from the album Bounce Back, didn't do so well. So it was a bit of a stumble here, okay? We're now into 2019. <laughs> wow, we're really whipping past that yeah. album. Yeah, it's, it was yeah. a non-event. We're in 2019 and Jessie Nelson at this point, she released in September 2019 her documentary, which was called Odd One Out. Yeah. So this was all about... Um, the mental health issues that she'd been going through and also crucially being trolled online. Yeah. Cause she has been, she has basically been the target of being trolled from the moment they were on X factor. Correct. It was all there was, about her looks and her weight. Cause there was a week on X factor and it was like, this was when they were on X factor, they just started doing like, okay, before a little mix form, let's see how they've been getting on this week. Yeah. And they'd have a background package. And I remember one week it was her and another member of Little Mix just sitting and Jessie was crying because all the newspapers and everything were, were talking about her appearance. Yeah. So from the word go, she like, it's oof. rough. So I never saw this documentary. Did you? I did. Yeah, yeah. How was it? It's, it's, it's actually, it's very well done. It's very well made and very well, well done. It's not, it's not like, oh, poor me. Like I'm famous and people say mean things about me. It really, you can see and hear how awful it was it has it is for her yeah it was well received and the documentary won a bafta yeah which is it was very deal. well made so that was ending 2019 so we're gonna get into this year 2020 did anything big happen in 2020 in the world can't think of anything Nothing. okay no in 2020 they released a song from their next album confetti and they released a song called breakup song in march now let's be real march 2020 shit was going down in the world this song is a kind of cute, fun, 1980s inspired pop song, yeah. which sounds like all the things I would love. It's a bit throwaway. Yeah, um, it's, it's not great. I f- this is my worry because I feel like the previous album, they took a bit of a dip. And then here it was like, oh, fuck, even trying to appeal to the States anymore, being yeah. international. 
breakup song's just a little, uh, just a bit ploddy and not, there's nothing like exciting about it. Speaking of breakup song, mm. remember Ali and AJ's potential breakup song? We, that was that was a cornerstone of our early friendship. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> also, isn't a great there, song. Isn't there a harpsichord in that song? No. <laughs> oh no, I'm think, sorry. I'm thinking of um, Ashley Tisdale. He he, he said, said she, she said. said. <laughs> I don't bother who said she said. So breakup song came out in March. Now COVID was going at the time. So they this is very early COVID, but they basically all shot a video individually on iPhones mm-hmm. and the video is a pile of crap <laughs> bearing in mind this time you've got Gaga coming out with stupid love and you think oh well she filmed that pre-covid then she came out with um fucking rain on me with yeah. Ariana Grande and that came out in like April and you're yeah. like wait how has she done this and it's a phenomenal music video so <laughs> for little mix to like be like wearing wigs and shooting something in their iPhone by yeah. themselves with a glittery back curtain Nuh-uh. As a first song from a new album? Uh-uh. Speaking of Rain On Me and speaking of weird sounds and songs, how what, what is that sound? What is that noise at the beginning of Rain On Me? The trumpet. Is it a trumpet? <laughs> oh yeah, it is a trumpet. I can never quite get my head around what that, what that noise so was. What's so weird about that noise is that every time I hear that song, and I've heard it many times, <laughs> I hear, and I think, that's weird. And then the song starts, <laughs> yes. and I forget yes, about no, it. Exactly and you get to the end of the song, you've forgotten about the trumpet. <laughs> yeah. So like, the next time you hear the song, you're like, that's weird. And then the song starts. <laughs> so, you're so right. Just so, yeah, anyway, that it's came like, to my head. We don't need that trumpet, but it's fine. <laughs> so, they released that song. It was just, it felt like it was being released for gays on Twitter in the UK. I felt like it sounded like a charity single. Yeah. It had like a it, it had a whiff of like comic relief about it or oh, something like that. You wasn't know? great. Children in need. So they followed it up in July with a song called Holiday. I love holiday. You love holiday. Now yeah. I've only started to, to appreciate it recent, recently because I found the M and E K remix, which is m- much cooler. So but again, no. The reason I'm laughing is because until he was on Drag Race UK, I thought his name was M Neck. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I see his name, I laugh to myself and think of him in my head calling him M Neck. Well, like M people. <laughs> just like M- M-neck. Maybe we've been pronouncing M-people wrong this entire time. It's M-people. 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 So this song is fine, but I feel like this song is a six and a half out of ten. It's not quite there. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, what made me like this song more was the artwork and the, the, the cover art for the single and like kind of like promo the mermaid stuff that they did yeah. it really like the, it sold the concept of this song to me even more the cover art for this single i agree they're all dressed as mermaids and it looks expensive it looks great it, the video is not quite good enough again right covid times but i feel like if everything in this whole album and period and era had been to the level of that cover artwork yes we would be in a better place yes Anyway, it came out, didn't do that well, fine, whatever. I, they tried to pitch it as a song that was like, none of us can go on holiday, so you can go on holiday with this song instead. Yeah. We didn't. I I, I like that song. I think it's, you know, M-neck aside, M-neck version aside, I, I like it. I, I'm only in for the M-neck version. <laughs> now, ju- during this period, they did a very curious bit of promo. They did a concert in conjunction with Compare the Meerkat. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it? It's compare the market. 
Well, but the fake... So, the, the, oh, God. Okay, just oh to explain God. to our US <laughs> listeners, compare the market is... Oh, my God. No, I un- I understand. It would, you're going to try... I know how you're going to do this. Go. It would be like if, if like, Ariana Grande did a, a concert with, like, the Geico... Gecko. Gecko. Exactly. <laughs> Little Mix did... So, compare the market is insurance and their symbol is a meerkat that's yeah. beloved in the UK. So, this character has this fictional house, mansion. And first of all, Take That did a whole concert in conjunction with Compare the Meerkat. Then Little Mix did it. It's baffling. It's basically, <laughs> it was all shot during COVID, but it would like distance drones and cameras and stuff. And they're talking to a CGI meerkat and it's all very confusing. I hope they got paid well. <laughs> oh my God. This is not related but is kind of relevant on twitter recently someone has unearthed an episode of the weakest link that was all puppets <laughs> <laughs> and it's ad robinson talking to like roland the rat and sue from like city and sorry gordon the gopher and gordon the gopher how yeah. does gordon the gopher answer questions <laughs> actually no gordon the gopher wasn't on there it's only puppets that could talk oh, that okay. have voices but there's just i i saw a clip of it and it really made me laugh it's because <laughs> she's talking to roland rat and then she's like sue and they like the camera pans around and it's that tiny little sue the panda <laughs> Sweep. Can I just say, well done to the producer yeah. that came out came up with that idea. I urge everyone to look at the weakest link puppets episode if you haven't seen it. So, so that happened. Then they launched their TV show, Little Mix the Search. Now, the idea with this was it was a BBC TV show where they were going to find a pop group. I it, I saw some clips from it. Fine, whatever. It didn't quite work for me. Although they needed it to help promote this new album. Yeah. And it was crucial. And some of their performances they did on this show yeah. were really good. Speaking of really good, fucking finally we get to a good single. And that is Sweet Melody. Oh, this this song is like they were like shit. The last few songs haven't haven't worked, so we'll have to do touch two point and they did. Yeah, Mnet came back. Oh, Mnet, <laughs> they got Mnet on the horn, and he came back. I don't know why this wasn't the the first single. Oh my god, should have been the it first should have single. been the first single because then if you'd done this is the first single, then Holiday would have made a lovely like fun yeah. kind of light follow up, and then they could have just. Break, break, break up, up song, song if they want. Maybe okay. if they, yeah, Whatever. they wouldn't have needed to. The, and the choreography is crucial in this. Yeah. It's a, it, this is a great song. It did pretty well in the UK. There were some fun live performances. I saw on John and the Ross, they did one where they're in, they're standing in water. And oh, they do yeah. all the choreography. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well done. This also has a fun noise in it. Oh, yes. Sing me sweet melodies. This is a Which actually sounds like the music from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. You know, when the lights go down. <laughs> I think this is their best single since Touch. Yes, I would agree with you. There's definitely like, there's some like tentpole songs that are very important. And they are this song, Touch and DNA. Well, for us. The tentpole gets a little lower down for <laughs> DNA. No, I'm talking for us. Oh, I'm for not us, talking thank for you. like, yeah, yeah. No, if you're talking like for the, the masses, it's like, shout out to my, my ex. ex. And yeah, blah, 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 yeah. Like, All right. Would you like Britney, magic, blah, blah, blah. Britney's talk. Yeah, exactly. Right, it's, it's like, fun. oh, I love Reach by S Club 7. It's like, oh, get out of my Wannabe. Life. Okay, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Yeah. It's the best song. It's not. No. So, 
Meanwhile, there was something afoot. Mm. So they were doing their little mix show, their, the search, trying to find a new pop group to support them on their tour next year. One week, I think Jade had been exposed to COVID, so they performed as a three-piece, I think, without Jade. Right. One week. I love Jade. Then Jade's wonderful. Then um, Jade came back, and then Jesse wasn't doing so well, um, wasn't feeling well. So they started performing as a three-piece, just with Jade, Perry, and Leanne. And Jesse wasn't around, okay? They even hosted the MTV EMAs, the European Music Awards, which are trash. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the EMAs. The EMAs are always so weird. They are baffling. <laughs> they, they didn't do some great performances on that. Fine. They, they basically announced Jesse was taking a break. Then, just this week, yeah. it has come out. Jesse did, um, well, she released a statement on Instagram. And she has announced that she has left Little Mix and she's citing constant pressures of being in a girl group, taking a toll on her mental health. Yeah. So that all happened this week. Yeah. I think that this is the the most kind of transparent departure from a pop group that we've had in kind of a long time. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I mean, we, we've talked about... I know there's definitely the- lots of maybe other reasons... You know, maybe there are other other reasons, but like just to be like, I'm leaving. It's taken a toll on my mental health. I am. It's made me to feel too like unwell to be in the group. It just, I don't know. It feels like quite an honest. I think she got a lot of. She got very little backlash from leaving, like other mm. people used to in the past. Well, I think it's we're in a, a very different era. So, yeah. and she is. It's very well documented that she struggles with her mental health, yeah. as we've discussed. People want to support her. And in her, you know, leaving Instagram farewell message, you know, she talks about the other girls and how successful they've all been and all that kind of stuff. So it would feel wrong not to support her. I mean, I, I'm sad just simply because she is my favorite member of Little Mix. But the other three, the, the key with Little Mix is they're all incredibly good singers. Yeah. So actually the group can carry on technically can carry on without her and they've proved over the last however many weeks that three of them work what is kind of interesting now even if they are still in good terms this clearly we don't know but this clearly can't be a fun situation for any of them yeah and the other three haven't whilst the official like little mix instagrams posted something the other three haven't posted anything so they're keeping quite quiet it must be tough for all of them Mm. Which does make me think there's more going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But now what I would, what I think would be wonderful if it was possible and Jesse was feeling up to it. I think they should do like a big final 2020 farewell where they do like an interview special where the mm. four of them come up, come out and are interviewed by someone like, I don't know, Holly Willoughby, <laughs> easy interviewer. You know what I mean? They're easy. Interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do an interview where they talk about it and they celebrate the last nine yeah. years, say farewell. And, you know, maybe like Jesse kisses them goodbye and then the three of them perform a song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just to like really, yeah. I mean, that would be a really tough situation for everyone, particularly if Jesse's struggling with her mental health. I can't imagine how she might manage that. Yeah. But do you not think just to really put it out there yeah. that they're, they're, they they are they do love each other and they're united and yeah. almost like a farewell would be yeah. a good idea. I know what you mean. I also want to pitch the idea that Jerry Hallowell um should send a big bunch of flowers to Jesse Nelson <laughs> and just say, Hey, I know exactly how you're feeling, just give me a shout if you need me. <laughs> so does that mean you're also then suggesting that at some point 
Jace is going to release solo material. Treat him like a lady. She can sing that bit of that song perfectly. <laughs> Treat him like a lady. Yeah, Je- Jesse. Jesse X Jerry. So it's just Jesse covering Jerry Halliwell's songs. Just a bad case of opposite sex. <laughs> Who's wearing the trousers now? <laughs> we talk about that song all the fucking time. I love bagging up. Have you have you seen the the version of that song where every time she says lady they've put in um charity shop suits <laughs> no, lady treat them like a lady. lady it's really good <laughs> what do you so what do you think jesse's gonna do next i i think that she might actually do music but i think it will be a much more controlled like a much more like a much smaller operation so that she's not feeling the like i think she's gonna record music and but just release it kind of without all the fanfare and flourish of being Mm. in a girl band. Well, I think I agree because she is a real singer and loves it. But what's difficult is, and I think you've hit the nail on the head there, if she were to release solo music and she were to do promo, all the interviews and everything and performances is her by herself. Yeah. It's a lot more pressure. That's what happened to Zayn when he left One Direction because he left One Direction because of like mental health issues and the pressure of all of it. Then he released his solo music and then he had to stop performing because he was having like panic attacks and couldn't perform. Oh, and Zane's solo stuff, the first half was really oh, good. Oh my God, I love that album so much. So good. I can't, Pillow Talk is such a good song. I can't, oh, so good. I can't imagine her um, acting actually. Yeah. Pillow Talk also has fun noises in it. It has like bird squawking noises it's, in it. <laughs> like super strange noise. much like a strangled goldfish that has like a strangled pigeon in it <laughs> as is the case on our show we always translate american culture to british culture back and forth vice versa all over the place i think this is an easy question who what you is, think is fifth harmony yeah the u.s equivalent mm. of little mix is it, it is fifth harmony for yeah. many reasons Fifth Harmony, much like Little Mix, were formed on X Factor. Yeah. They, they weren't a girl group that came to the show. They've had some huge international success. One of them left. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. They, their songs also have inexplicable noises in them. Work From Home literally has a noise that goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Just really peaking the levels with that one. But look into it, everyone. That noise is very strange and I, you won't unhear it. I do think that Little Mix are a better group. Oh, and no. It, and individually, they're all much more talented than the members yes. of um, Fifth Harmony. I, I need to redo that noise. Oh, so okay. Hold on one second. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So I've just remembered the noise in Work From Home. It literally goes... Oh, that was nice. I'm glad I don't have the crystal out. Otherwise, it might smash. <laughs> How do you feel about that comparison? It's... it's I, I don't know if it... I don't feel like... I actually, in a weird twist... Ooh. Normally we feel I normally I feel like we when we do a US equivalent it's always they're always way more successful than the UK equivalent. I feel like in this case Little Mix have had more success. I know it's not so global, but I feel like they've had more albums and more singles and are a little bit more well respected than Fifth Harmony. Yeah, they they were they're so far have been together nine years. Yeah. They've whilst Fifth Harmony maybe had two massive songs, international songs that had like a billion views on YouTube yeah. and, and Spotify and everything. You're right. Little Mix are much, much longer. Yeah, and I feel like they're... They've probably like, made more money as well. I feel like their crossover appeal... I feel like more people like Little Mix songs than people like Fifth Harmony songs. Yeah. Obviously, as two gays, we're all in the details of all of the of, of, of everything Fifth <laughs> Harmony have ever released. Every single you know, bit. You, you and I are listening to Bottled Up by Dinah Jane when she released that... <laughs> 
plug, plug. Like we're in all of their business. But like, I loved, I loved that Fifth Harmony song "Down" that no one else really liked. Long as you're holding me down, down, down. I love down. There ain't no type of situation where I wouldn't cross the line for you. FBI interrogation. I would get up there and lie for you. When push comes to shove. No, I, I love Down, actually. Oh, my God. Their MTV VMAs performance, where they did that first song, they did, like, a slower intro, and they're wearing big puffy jackets, and there are five of them, and then the fifth member gets booted off. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? <laughs> yes. And then they, then they all fall backwards, but their mics are still on, and they're wearing big puffy jackets, and you hear them, like, crunch, crunch, take, your, take off your puffer, take off your puffer, and then they go into Down, and it's amazing. And then they end up with the water. Oh, my God. A performance that's not on YouTube anymore. What? I know. What's that, what's that, fifth, what's that fifth harmony song that I'm always, that I always, Michael's always trolling me with? What? Oh, no, I'm t- I know what I'm talking about. It's all in my head, Flex. <laughs> Michael's always trolling me with this song. <laughs> this is famously on your Back to the Islands uh, um, playlist, which is all just slightly inappropriate songs of people thinking they're from the islands. Yes, it's all like very much like ripped off like reggae sounds, mostly performed by white women. Speaking <laughs> of, while we're on the subject of Jesse Nelson, mm-hmm. I do just want to play this very important clip, which is her doing an impersonation of a Jamaican accent. Oh, that was it. Now, I have one thing to say about this clip. As someone who is from, technically, my heritage is from the island, I kind of understand that, like, thing, that noise she made. It kind of, that, like, that noise does kind of make sense. Oh, (laughs) okay. I know she got, like, widely mocked for it, but I'm kind of, like, I know, I kind of know what she was doing. She was, like, getting into the spirit of being in the Caribbean. What was she saying? She wasn't saying anything. She was just making a noise. And that noise does sound like... Okay, kind of like in France, like... A French noise would be like, uh, is, is it like the Jamaican equivalent of that? I, f- I feel like so. I can't speak for Jamaica because my dad is from St. Vincent, but mm-hmm. I kind of weirdly do understand that. But please play it again because I love it so much. <laughs> so the US equivalent of Little Mix is Fifth Harmony. <laughs> Okay, as ever, we're going to round out our episode with a game of Welcome Not Welcome, where we bring up very British or American things and we say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. Yeah. Okay. Now, Fraser curiously hasn't prepped anything for this. We'll see what's going to happen. I'm going to go first. Okay. Because apparently you've got nothing to say. Welcome or not welcome, the Boxing Day sales. Oh, lovely. I remember they were a very big deal. And you would have to, didn't you, didn't people used to kind of sleep overnight to get into the Boxing Day sales? Mm. Just to explain to our American listeners, it's kind of like Black Friday yeah, after it's... Thanksgiving. Boxing Day is the 26th of December. Traditionally, that's when the sales start. Yeah. So basically, you might have got your, your £50 note from your gran <laughs> on, t- on, the 20, on the 25th. Maybe you did. And I'm going to go into the Boxing Day sales and put that towards a pair of diesel jeans. Maybe, yeah, we weren't all getting money straight from the, the pyramids like you were. £50 <laughs> well, she, well, she pilfered those pyramids, <laughs> sold it to the British Museum. That's how she had her money. Egyptian grandma, shout out. Artifacts from the, you know, from the, the tomb. <laughs> so Boxing Day sales, welcome or not welcome? Uh, not welcome. Not welcome. I would say previously welcome, currently not relevant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our first ever irrelevant. <laughs> okay, welcome or not welcome? The snowman. I'm walking in the 
I hated the snowman <laughs> as a child. Hated it. I hated it. Do they have? They don't have the snowman here, right? No, but I mean, I mean, they're the U, the U.S. equivalent is fucking Josh Gad in what's it called? <laughs> in Frozen. In Frozen. <laughs> yes. So I you want to build a snowman? So. But like, I I hated the snowman as a child. Just for any American listeners, the snowman is this animated, uh, this cartoon that would be on every Christmas about a little boy building a snowman. They fly through the air, and that song is sung, and then the snowman melts at the end, and it's really sad. Much like in. Wait a minute. <laughs> Much like in Frozen, doesn't yeah. the snowman melt? I, but he's in the second one, right? I don't know. I've never well, seen Frozen it, it, too. It, well, winter comes back round. Oh, we build see, him. I, see, I don't know. See. But I, yeah, as as a child, like the snowman made me so sad that I hated it and I still hate it. And I hate that song. We're walking yeah. in the It makes me feel quite nervous, that song, actually. Yeah. I think it's because maybe there was a school choir performance and yeah. then, oh yeah, I didn't, I wasn't good enough singer. Yeah, we were Someone a, else got we it. We were a funny age when that was all happening yeah. as well. Yeah. Not, not welcome. welcome. Okay. Welcome or not welcome. The word grotty. Oh, I love the word grotty. <laughs> love the word grotty. Can you explain it to our audience, please? Grotty to an American listener. What is, what is the translation of the word grotty? Grimy? Grimy. Yeah. Grubby? No, they don't say grubby here either. Grimy, that's great. Yeah, grotty. Grotty. So, yeah, you'd be like, I'm trying to think, to use it in a sentence. Well, I tell you what, we went around to Sharon's house and it was looking really grotty. Oh. Well, Her yeah. living room was looking really grotty. She hadn't tidied well, up. Well, she brought the Christmas presents around, but she brought them in a real grotty bag. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when someone's used a bag for life too many times, it gets yeah, a bit grotty. It does get grotty. Mm. Yeah, a little too, yeah. <laughs> Grotty. Yeah, it's just grotty in the bottom of it where it's all like, st- yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome. That's yeah, welcome. Very welcome. Very welcome. Okay. Welcome or not welcome, eggnog. I don't know if I've ever had eggnog. Damn, I've never had eggnog either. But I was hoping you were going to bring it up. You were going to have had it. Okay, here, here's my thing. Mm. I'm going to say not welcome because I struggle with alcoholic drinks that I can't see through. Right. I, I struggle with that. You like an like alcoholic milk sh- milkshake or other. However, mm. at work, we did watch a video where Martha Stewart made um, eggnog and hers looked amazing. But I, I, I'm, see, my thing is not necessarily the viscosity. It's more anything with dairy. Dairy and alcohol should oh, never be fused no. together. I don't like the... A brandy butter. Yeah, or like a Bailey's. I'm going to preemptively, even though I've never tried eggnog, say that it's not welcome. I'm going to say it's not welcome, but if I went somewhere and someone who's an amazing cook had made had made some, I would drink like one tiny, tiny cup of it just to just to say I've done it. A thimble so of eggnog. if Martha Stewart invites me over, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, welcome or not welcome, a phrase that came up while I was watching Grand Designs. Oh. Um, welcome or not welcome, the phrase stonking. Stonking. Wow. Like Stonking is a, a very posh word, I feel like. That feels like a posh word to me, especially because you're watching Grand Designs. Can you use it in a sentence for me? <laughs> Be like, well, and then we went back to his place and he had a stonking great dick. Or... <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that, were you? Dick the halls. <laughs> or I was going to say like, oh, I tell you what, I had Martha Stewart's eggnog the next day, I had a stonking, stonking hangover. hangover. Yeah, it, a stonking hangover is... Th- probably the most traditional way that stonking is used uh, yeah St- an absolute stonker you de- you could even say that a stonker of a hangover <laughs> that's welcome <laughs> not the hangover but it's describing yeah, that it is, that is welcome that's good isn't it okay your uh, final one for us my final you're one you're really flying with the seat your pants here. yeah it's very just, impressive at the, after, at the end of a very long record just quickly just at the top of your improvics. head well it's the the seasonal act the seasonal element is making it a little bit easier oh, than normal oh you've got a theme okay. i've got a theme welcome exactly. or not welcome so my final welcome or not welcome is the Queen's Speech. Oh. So, just to explain to our US listeners, every year the Queen does a speech on Christmas Day, 
it's pre-taped. It's not live. <laughs> she hasn't like stepped away from the, the dinner table and said, oh, just before you serve the turkey, I need to do this quick speech. <laughs> I would I would say I would say not welcome because it's always really boring and stuffy. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. The Queen's speech to me is one of those things that when I reached my 20s and I went to like uni or when I like started being a grown up and people, it became that thing of being like, oh, the Queen's speech. Oh yeah, me and my family. Well, you've got to sit and watch the Queen's speech. Not one time in my entire childhood did we sit and watch the Queen's speech together. Not once. No, I, never, I like, no. I like barely even really knew what it was. I knew she did a speech, but I've never, I'd never heard it. And actually I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know if I've ever watched the Queen's speech because I'm thinking about it now and I can't recall any single speech that she's ever made. I know what we both have watched and that's probably Channel 4's alternative Queen's speech. Do you remember for quite a number yes. of years it'd be like, Sharon Osbourne yeah, and yes. she does like a speech. That was really fun. Sharon Osbourne is the perfect person to do the alternative <laughs> Queen's speech. Wait, for 2020, who sh- in the UK should do the alternative Queen's speech? Ooh. Um... Oh, I know who in the US should do it. Who? RuPaul. Oh, yes, yes, yes. RuPaul makes perfect sense it would be just feel like charity shop sue would do it well doesn't it that's it yeah charity shop charity shop charity shop sue really i don't often say it out loud it's quite hard to say isn't it so that is our christmas episode hey happy holidays merry christmas all the things to everyone out there thank you so much for listening and supporting us all year it's been um a ride for everyone um, as ever, please get in touch on our Instagram, our email, all the above. So yeah, thank you so much, seriously, for all of you listening. It is, um, this podcast has kept us going this year. Oh my God, absolutely. It's given us a bit of structure and <laughs> we love hearing um, from you all when you all listen as well. Yeah. We should say we've got a new episode of Uraco America in the new year, but as a little treat next week, because do you know what? That week in between Christmas and New Year. It's a funny week. It's a funny week. I don't know week. what day it is. I'm having turkey sandwiches. I'm, oh. having turkey. I'm having leftover turkey every day. I don't know what day it is. I'll put my pajamas on. Funny, funny, funny week. I, to be honest with you, I don't think the week's going to be that funny compared to because everyone's had that week. 2020 has essentially been that week between Christmas and New Year's. You know where you don't know where you put your pajamas on. So... Next week, <laughs> we have a little special treat coming out for you. It's just a little short something, and it, it will wet your whistle for something that's going to be coming out next year. Wet one's whistle. Wet one whistle. Wet, 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 wet. wet one's whistle. Wet one's festive whistle. So, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry yes. Xmas. That's Fabby the dog giving a <laughs> shout out. We'll see you next week. Yes, bye. from Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you are. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.